This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 192. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, this week on the show, we're going to talk about personal branding for bartenders. You may, you may have heard me mention Hazel Elvarado before, and she's a fellow member of our New York USB chapter, chapter, and she's a smart cookie, and she's a marketing guru. She's been helping me out a lot uh, with the Bartender Journey podcast, the sort of behind-the-scenes stuff for a while now, but she's coming out to the front of the house this week, jumping behind the mic, and we're going to talk all about how to, pers- how to build up your personal brand. But first, I want to tell you about a really cool event we're doing. We're calling it Barcraft Live. It's coming up Tuesday, December 13th, 2016 at 3 p.m. New York time. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one, one of our great listeners, Stefan Geisbert from Germany, contacted me. And he's a bartender and he does the German language cocktail podcast over there. Well, Stefan likes to do cocktail tasting menus for his guests at his bar and for friends. So we came up with this idea to do an online event. We're going to provide you with the menu and the recipe and we'll send you a link so you can join us live during the video stream and we hope you'll make the cocktails along with us so go on over to bartenderjourney.net slash events to get more info and to sign up and we'll make sure to get you all the information you need to join us and if you can't make it uh that's all right it's going to be made into a podcast and also uh we'll try to get the video uh posted up uh, uh probably on youtube so that um you can see it if you missed it uh but you can go over there and and uh, even if you can't make the event, uh, get on over to bartenderjourney.net slash events. And uh, you can just request the, uh, the menu and the recipes if you like, uh, even if you can't join us live. The website bartenderjourney.net is uh, constantly evolving, and uh, part of that, a lot of that's thanks to Hazel. But uh, we've done some things. Uh, you know, it's funny. I noticed uh, if you happen to... There's a page on my website called uh, Drinks Every Bartender Should Know. Uh, actually, it's bartenderjourney.net slash drinks. But it's uh, but if you Google Drinks Every Bartender Should Know, just so happens my page comes up number one in Google. So that I thought that was pretty cool. So um, when I realized that, I said, hey, I better uh, update this thing and make sure it's uh, got good information in it. And, um, you know, so I went back after not uh, looking at it for a while and really started revising it. And then I, I said, you know what, I'll turn this into a PDF and let people uh, download it. So um, if you go to bartenderjourney.net slash drinks or just Google drinks every bartender should know, it should come up number one, uh, you can sign up for the PDF and we're just uh, finishing up that PDF, putting the final touches on it and we'll be sending that out shortly. So uh, you can get that if you like. It's, uh, you know, if you just, especially if you're first starting out as a bartender, it can help you out a lot. It's the drinks every bartender should know PDF. So one of our brand partners for our Barcraft Live event is Catacan Creek. They sent over some of their round stone rye for us to use during the live event. And uh, we'll put that to use right now for our cocktail of the week this week. By the way, we're still looking for sponsors uh, for brand partners to uh, to help us out with this um, event, our live event, the Barcraft Live event. And uh, if you want to, if you work for a brand and want more information, uh, we're looking for uh, gin or looking for a brandy of some sort. We're looking for a creme de cacao and uh, some vermouths. So, uh, yeah, you can get more information about how to sponsor that on that same page, bartenderjourney.net slash events. So we're going to use uh, our rye here for our cocktail of the week. It's the Scott Law. I'm getting this from Gary Regan's great book, The Joy of Mixology. 
The word scofflaw apparently comes from a contest that was run in 1923 by a rich prohibitionist. He offered $200, which is, of course, a lot of money back then, to whoever could come up with the best word to describe a, quote, lawless drinker of illegally made or illegally obtained liquor, end quote. So that's where that word comes from, okay? So uh, the drink, good drink. Two ounces of whiskey, we're using the Cotican Creek Roundhouse Rye today. One ounce dry vermouth. Half an ounce of fresh lemon juice. Quarter ounce of grenadine. And grenadine, by the way, make your own. It's so easy to make, uh, or at least buy buy some good quality stuff, not just that high fructose corn syrup uh, stuff that has red dye in it. It's gross. Uh, Grenadine, super easy to make. Uh, The most simple way to make it is to um, take some of that... um, pomegranate juice like the palm wonderful juice or a, or a good uh, quality grenadine or a good, good quality uh, pomegranate juice I should say and you sweeten it up with some sugar uh, like you're making a simple syrup so uh, you can also add a little orange flower water and some pomegranate molasses to, to make it really good but uh, simple as I said the simplest way is to basically make a simple syrup with uh, pomegranate and the last thing in the recipe is a dash of orange bitters, and of, we'll use Regan's orange bitters number six from the man himself, Gary Gaz Regan. He puts out that those uh, great bitters. So uh, yeah, with the grenadine, I, I, I actually at one bar uh, I worked at a while ago, I made it with uh, I buy go buy actual grenadine, actual uh, pomegranates, and put them in a juicer and uh, make fresh juice with that. Add some uh, sugar to it and the uh, orange flower water and the pomegranate molasses, and uh, boy was that good. If you'd rather buy it, uh, Small Hand Foods is one brand that makes a really good one. Jack Rudy is another. So how about a book of the week? We're going to do How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. This book was originally uh, published in 1937, believe it or not, but it still really holds uh, a lot of a lot of great knowledge in there. It's not a cocktail book, but it's about how to, uh, how to deal with people. And that's something we do a lot as bartenders, right? So uh, it talks about seeing things from the other person's point of view, how to change people's uh, how to change people without causing offense or arousing resentment, uh, making the other person feel like this change or uh, whatever you're trying to impart was his or her idea. So uh, there is a lot of great information there. I've read it twice. One story he tells in the book, he, he said he went to a dinner party and he sat next to a lady who, who he'd never met before, who, had, who was just back from a trip to uh, Europe or something. And uh, he, he just asked uh, very short questions about the trip. How was your trip? What was that like? What would you think about that? And uh, she went on and on and on and did all the talking. And then as they were leaving, he overheard the lady telling the, the host of the party, uh, boy, that Mr. Carnegie is a wonderful conversationalist. <laughs> of course, uh, all he did was ask very short questions and let her do all the talking. So uh, I took a lot away from that book. And uh, if you go over to bartenderjourney.net and on the podcast page or the, ma- the main blog page, uh, you can, you'll can you see a link to it. And uh, I'll put a link up to uh, Gaz's book as well and maybe uh, a few bar products and things. And anytime you uh, hit one of those Amazon links on uh, bartenderjourney.net and click over to Amazon, anything you buy in that sort of session won't cost you any extra, but it helps out the show a little bit. And it's time to get your holiday shopping going. So, uh, yeah, we'd appreciate it. Just a cu- couple extra clicks to help out the show and not cost you any extra. Somebody, uh, somebody actually bought a washing machine using that link. I thought that was pretty cool. So thank you to whoever did that. <laughs> All right, let's talk to Hazel about personal branding for bartenders. 
Joining me on the show today is the lovely and talented Hazel Alvarado. You've heard me talk about Hazel on the show before, but she's actually stepping out from behind the scenes and joining us on the show today. Say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so, Hazel, thank you so much for all you do for the show. It's been a great, wonderful addition to the show, and, and thanks for being uh, on, on, uh, on mic with us today. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. All right. Well, we uh, decided to do a show today about personal branding for bartenders, and it's an interesting subject because um, there's a lot you can do. There's so many opportunities for bartenders these days, and uh, you kind of have to make make it happen for yourself, though. You have to kind of make your own luck, So, and there's a lot of ways to do that, right? And, we, and uh, Hazel attends a lot of the events with me. The Bar Institute uh, Baltimore is where we first met, actually, and we were just at Ball Bar Institute in New York, right? Correct. That was uh, a lot of fun, and uh, it was crowded, though. I must, the one thing I must say, Bar Institute uh, Baltimore had like probably less people and bigger rooms, and New York had more people and smaller rooms. <laughs> well, it is Bar Institute National, and everybody loves to come to New York. So It's New York. Yes. And that's where you are now. We can tell by the sirens behind you. Oh, you can hear that in the background. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, I actually started a, sort of an outline of what to, to talk about today, and uh, this this came from a seminar at Tales of the Cocktail this year that I actually wasn't able to attend. Uh, I was at a, another seminar at the same time, but uh, it was called Online and Offline Branding for Bartenders, and they give they gave a nice um, outline of things you can do, and uh, I kind of added to it, and, and you have it in front of you too, right, Hazel? Yep, you have it in front of me. Um, and just to let everybody know, we're also going to take some content from two of the Bar Institute uh, seminars called Social Media, Both Necessary and Evil. And can I quote you on that? A primer on interviewing um, four bartenders. Oh, yeah. I missed that one. I really wanted to go to that I one. Went to How was it? Tell me about oh, it. It was, it was really great, but I'm letting you run the show. So. All right. So let's get into uh, social media for bartenders or, well, um, personal branding for bartenders. And, uh, you know, if you just Google personal branding, um, they suggest you sort of come up with a two-sentence um, branding for yourself. You know, what, what is your personal brand about? You know, oh, that's a good idea. I, don't, I have not done that, but I, I, I think I'll do that. It's a good idea. Yes. Yeah, so um, just for all the listeners out there, um, so there we actually do come from a marketing background. So on the non-hospitality side, they refer to that as your elevator pitch, which is if you were sitting in an elevator with someone and someone turned to you and said, hey, what are you about? What do you do? You should be able to say in 15 seconds what you can do. And I do think that it's important for you to figure that out before you start doing your social media personal branding. Otherwise, it'll look like you're all over the place. So as an example, if you are the guy that's going to specialize in tequila, if that's going to be your specialty, then that's something you should have across the board versus being all over the place. Or if you're the person that's going to specialize in rum, then maybe that should be that person or maybe generally craft cocktails. I think that a lot of the challenges, and Brian, you can hone in on this, that I've seen, especially um, even in the New York City area, and especially at Bar Institute, talking to bartenders from around the world, um, actually a few that had come in from uh, a couple of different countries and different cities, they were stating that um, it was a bit of a challenge for them to try to get out of um, specific stereotypes about bartenders or their amount of knowledge or even just being able to get side gigs or specific promotions where they are. So I don't know what you what you think about that. That's kind of the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of different 
um, bartenders. Yeah, and and then I guess the other thing to figure out is what's your what what is your end goal? I mean, you know, is is do you want to work for a brand or do you just want to be the biggest hotshot bartender in your area or do you want to be a, a consultant or um, or you know what, what's what's the uh, end end goal, right? Yeah, correct. And it's and one of the big things about your personal brand is it doesn't necessarily have to be a completely different personality from who you are because part of the draw of being the bartender is as they say not to insult anyone out there. Anybody can make a drink, but it's the hospitality behind it. Um, that people come back for. I can give you a, a live example. Um, I was actually a bartender I met about seven or eight years ago, and it was, you know, he didn't actually make craft cocktails, so this is this is actually specifically him, but the, his demeanor, the way he came across, the way he knew if I wanted a Guinness versus, a you know, a whiskey neat or if I wanted a craft cocktail, all of that had me not only coming back time and time again, but bringing friends over. And when I moved to a different neighborhood and I didn't see him anymore, I had such a great relationship with him. I literally would stop by every couple of weeks or so and just tip him out. And that's just how <laughs> great a bartender he was. And as Brian knows, um, I, I do events. And anytime I've ever picked places for events, I usually gear it specifically towards the bartender. And a lot of people will do that. Um, as an, another example, uh, Lana, who is a USBGNY member, um, it, it was kind of funny. There's a, an app called, um, I think, On the Bar. And a couple mm -hmm. of my friends had actually showed me her on this app saying, hey, you need to go up to Seamstress to see this bartender. And I laughed because I said I knew her. <laughs> I've already mm -hmm. gone there and I've held an event there. So um, I know maybe in the back of your mind, some of you might be thinking you're just making drinks and you're not having an impact. But especially now, it's a, a lot of things that you're doing, just the, the way that you're acting, how you're serving the drink is makes a very, very big in, impact on people's like, everyday lives. Absolutely, yeah. That on, on the bar is something that came up uh, a couple of times at Bar Institute, and uh, as we as we uh, progress here, we have we have a whole list of uh, apps that are good to have as a bartender. So we'll get back to that one in a minute. But uh, I think I think the thing to start with is Facebook because that's the biggest platform around. Uh, a bartender, I mean, all of our bartender friends are on Facebook and and uh, post quite often on Facebook. So, um, but uh, here's a question for you. Do you really want your guests at your bar to be friends of yours on Facebook? <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> there was a, a bartender told this story recently. I forget where it was, if it was at Tails or somewhere. Um, but she said she uh, saw a guest post about some political issue or another that was way out of line with her own. And then the guy shows up and sits at her bar the next night. And uh, she's got to sit there and make conversation with him. And then after reading what he wrote, she didn't even want to be in the same room with the guy. So, um, you know... You know, you have to kind of keep it separate, right? I mean, especially with guests, I think that's important. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be friends with my guests uh, on Facebook. <laughs> that, that's true. That's probably really tough if they ask you. So you could, I would say, you could either politely decline, or which is a little bit more involved, you could add them and put them on. Um, Facebook has a restriction where you can add someone as a friend, and they only see things that's considered public if you mark it public. But um, if you're not going to monitor that, then you, I do think it's probably a good idea not to have your guests as friends on Facebook. Yeah, and then um, I think the, um, the sort of suggestion or consensus was uh, during this conversation, which I can't remember where it was exactly, <laughs> was to say, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm actually not on Facebook, but uh, I use this thing called, um, uh, what do we call it, bar, um, 
we just mentioned it. What's it called? On the bar. <laughs> on the bar. So uh, is, you know, you can. So that's sort of your profile that you want your guests to see, and and uh, on the bar is geared for exactly that. Um, you know, it's good for uh, letting people know when you're on shift and uh, for posting cocktails that you made, and uh, so that that was. That, I think that's a good way to handle it. Yeah, true. I, I would say the only other suggestion, and again, it would be. Something you would have to monitor is I do know a bartender who doesn't uh, friend any of his guests. He just actually created a page, which is his right. own page on Facebook that people can follow that he'll put things on that doesn't connect him personally to them, but something that they can follow if they'd like. Right, right. And that's the uh, what they call the business page or the, that's that page that you uh – what do you call it? You like it and you're not a friend, right? Like the Bartender Journey Facebook page. Correct, yeah. So that that one seminar we went to just recently at uh, Bar Institute had uh, Pamela Witnitzer, uh, the president of our local USBG chapter, and uh, Nico Martini, which he's an interesting guy that I had heard that name before, but I really don't know anything about him. Do you? Um, no, actually, he does do marketing. I did find it amusing and ironic. His real last name is Martini. Um, and I did get a business card from him. So we may hopefully get him um, to go into more in depth. Um, but the name of that seminar was Social Media, Both Necessary and Evil. Um, that was yes. a great seminar. Um, so, And they were talking about um, Facebook and hosting everything. Um, so I, I don't know what you, do you want to talk about what you got out of it? Example. Right. Well, Pam, Pam said during uh, that same um, seminar that we were just talking about that um, she said Instagram is growing exponentially and the brands are starting to notice. She mentioned a, ha- uh, a hashtag called InstaFood, and I just looked that up, and it's got 69,687 to 235, <laughs> almost 70 uh, million uh, posts tagged with that InstaFood uh, hashtag. And then there's one called InstaCocktail, which is about 60,000. So, uh, you know, if you want to use those, that's great. You know, these kind of silly made-up hashtags that people use a lot of times, you know, Pam said, nobody's searching for that shit. That could be fun, but, you know, nobody's searching for it. So, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind, too. When you you find these um, hashtags that people are actually searching for, that's something you might want to use in your posts. Correct. I, I would say in terms of um, personalized hashtags, though, so for example, Bartender Journey is a personalized hashtag for us that people will find. If you do want to create something, I'll give you a, an example. Let's see if he actually starts to use it. One of the bartenders we know, Ben Stonesifer, is going to start using hashtags for his specific drinks. Uh, so his will be, for example, Stonesifer drinks. And for him, if, if it's something that he keeps up and he has guests that follow him, it's something that they can find. Um, but Instagram is, is really great. Um, and even, and keep in mind, it's not even just for cocktails. Uh, I actually posted a picture of, um, Buffalo Trace poured neat, um, at an event. And, uh, Buffalo Trace actually reached out to me and asked if they could use that on their website. So, yeah, so keep in mind, it's not just cocktails. If there is maybe um, a new expression, a new spirit, and you take a picture of the bottle and it's a really great picture, um, that's something that brands will look at. Yeah, absolutely. You want to um, definitely tag uh, the brands with their um, not the hashtag as much as their as their handle, you know, because they they will notice that and uh, they may retweet it and or, or repost it or like you said, ask to use it or you know, then they start to notice you and they they know who you are and then now now you know now you're making some progress. <laughs> correct. Correct. Another point is to join uh, industry Facebook groups to 
check in at your bar, like I said. Um, you know, Lindsay from Amori Margo, she, she's always checking in when she goes on shift or she works at Cocktail Kingdom now and she says, come down and see me at Cocktail Kingdom, you yeah. um, know. So that's that's a strategy to use. And the, uh, the live stream thing with Facebook is, is pretty big right now. I don't know, it's a fad or it's a, it's a big thing, but uh, it's, it's kind of fun to see. And it, and it really pops up, you know, in your notifications when, when any one of your friends is live, you get a notification right away, right? Yeah. Um, one of, uh, that's something you can get a notification right away. And if you actually schedule it right, um, you can do something where you go live and you can actually see comments and start recording comments um, or uh, I should say actually uh, responding to comments as they're coming in. So uh, if you're doing maybe at your bar, you're doing a specific event, or maybe there's a specific cocktail that you have time and you're able to actually get comments on it, that's something you can engage. I think one of the things we should talk about um, in social media is it's not just enough to post because nobody just wants to have someone that just posts, 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 and posts, but it's, it's always good to remember to check to see if people comment and to engage um, with other people. You would be surprised at um, the brands or the places that will reach out to you. Um, as Brian knows, since I'm very whiskey heavy, my Instagram, which if you want to follow is hja.nyc, is very whiskey heavy. But when I've posted whiskey tastings and whiskey picks, I've actually had like uh, wine bars reach out to me, like managers of, of bars and other restaurants ask me what I thought about that. So um, that's something that you might want to consider. As a bartender, you're posting things. You're, if you're hashtagging them and people see them, you might have someone reach out to you that finds a cocktail that you're doing interesting, um, and it might lead to a gig. It might lead to somebody asking you to do a private bartending event or doing consulting for something. That's something you want to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. And um, so whatever platform you're using, um, posting photos and videos of techniques and cocktails can be fun. You you know, uh, building a cocktail, that can be great. Um, You know, and uh, show you can show behind the scenes stuff, too. People love people love behind the scenes stuff. And uh, I even came up with the idea earlier of um, uh, if you, you know, you have a slow Tuesday night or something, um, you know, post post on there trying to get people into your bar and say, hey, you want to real behind the scenes tour i'll come on in on you know six o'clock on tuesday and, and uh I'll, I'll bring you behind the bar and show you around you know so i i, I mean i personally love all that behind the scenes stuff oh yeah i actually uh, i had a very 10 second behind the scenes when i went to ireland for the first time and i was a tourist and i didn't make it to the uh, one of the the guinness distilleries and i happened to mention it to the bartender and he knew it was my first time in ireland and he actually let me get behind the bar and um, taught me how to pour the pint specifically for Guinness, which was, which was great. And at the time, you know, of course I shared this with all my friends. I told everyone that was going to Ireland, go visit this guy, go to this, go to this bar. So um, yeah, that was a little treat. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, there's, there's methods that you can use to auto post. Uh, I don't do it myself because I just haven't figured it out yet, but uh, Um, you know, I don't, I don't, so what Pam mentioned, you can, but I don't know. I, I personally don't know about necessarily if you should be doing necessarily yeah. the auto post because uh, what a lot of people don't know is since Twitter has that um, 120 character um, cutoff, um, it doesn't necessarily always come out as clean as you may want. Um, right. Plus, uh, as, as, as I know that you and I have spoken about this, um, sometimes you don't necessarily want to be blasting everyone and Facebook and 
Instagram and Twitter at the same time. Like sometimes it does make sense. You see a lot of Instagram going to Facebook or you know, something like that. But um, one of the things actually with social media is uh, Brian knows Brian's the Bartender Journey podcast is a weekly podcast. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting bartenders that didn't know Brian personally, didn't know me personally. But as soon as I said Bartender Journey podcast, um, got very excited, told me that they had been listening to it. But they know that it comes out every week. It comes out every week in the middle of the week, and that's something that they can count on. So I think an important thing to note is if you do start to do social media, if you can get like on a regular schedule, you don't have to post that frequently, and people know that every Sunday or every Monday maybe you'll be on shift and you'll show something, that's something to help you get gather a following as well. So there was a couple of points that came up there. You know, post frequently but not too frequently i mean for me per, i i mean depending on what you're trying to get across i i think posting three to six times on facebook that's plenty for me don't you think yeah yeah i mean it's it's not it it, it is a case-by-case situation there is there's something we do in uh usb gen y which is uh going up on a tuesday which is usually done at vaughn so you'll you know that they're going to post something on Tuesday, and maybe they post their own personal things on Thursday, Friday. But yeah, three to six times a week is plenty, unless, um, let's say you're at Tales, Tales of the Cocktails. Right. It's clearly a special situation there. I did not get to go. I've not gone yet, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching Brian <laughs> going through <laughs> Tales of the Cocktail. I was going through that all day, and I thought that that was really great. Um, right, right. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. So we try to announce that ahead of time. Hey, you know, if you're if you're interested, if you're not able to make it to Tales, we'll be trying to share as much as we can with you during those few days. Um, but then, then there's the uh, question too about the the kind of crossover thing where you can set Instagram to inst- uh, automatically post on Twitter. And uh, I'd like what Pam had to say about that. She said, you know, I post completely separately to each platform right. because um, you know each has its sort of uh, strong points and and each. I've set up in a certain way to tell a certain story kind of, I forget what she said exactly, but <laughs> that that was her point, I think. Yeah, that that's true. One of the questions that, that did come up is, uh, especially for hospitality and, and bartenders, um, that there is the myth of you have to post between um, certain hours. And even Nico Martino uh, talked about this. It's, it's kind of gone away. Um, there is a certain point where maybe people, um, it will make sense if you're targeting like a, an after work kind of crowd and you want to post like four or five, five thirty. But if, if you're generally posting, um, things, you know, it doesn't necessarily work against you if you decide that you're going to post at like seven or eight o'clock at night. However, they did mention that if you are a frequent poster between one and four in the morning, that might make them wonder. About yeah, you. Right. <laughs> I remember that. So. <laughs> Um, uh, then, you know, the latest thing is Snapchat, which, uh, you know, I can't was, figure out. That was a great and, slide. Do you remember that slide? They actually, no. uh, I took, I think I took a picture of that slide, so I'll have to put it up on the, on the Facebook page if I can. Um, uh, they went through in the social media, uh, Bar Institute one, they went through the different social media platforms and for the Snapchat slide, they wrote, are you on this and why? <laughs> Cause that, that's kind of something that's, that. It hasn't been necessarily vetted um, on the at the on the industry, and I'm not saying that if you're on it, it's a bad thing. Um, but if you're going starting off in social media, then you should probably stick to a couple of channels that you're used to, like Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, one of the points uh, I don't know if you you walked in when when Pam was talking about that, Brian, but um, she did mention LinkedIn, which yes. uh, previously um, when I had 
initially met Ryan, I you know, coming from the other side. Um, it's LinkedIn was a, it's a very big thing for people generally outside of hospitality. But she did point out that, um, uh, for example, there's I, I believe there's actually an arrangement. So I'm not speaking here that Pam has with American Airlines in terms of being a craft cocktail bartender uh, or for special events or projects for them. And part of that, correct. And and that was a a big thing because she had um, connected with an American airline executive. I believe that she probably um, served him a drink just in her bar. They got into discussions and she did state that a lot of her corporate clients and clients that are willing to do partnerships with her that are, you know, willing to hire her for corporate events and probably also even um, brands as well. Um, came from LinkedIn um, because that's where I think she said all of my great corporate gigs came from LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. The thing to keep in about uh, the thing to keep in mind about LinkedIn is it's very professional. You know, you, all your grammar grammar has to be perfect, and uh, it's it's all about professionalism. It's not a place to post. Um, you know what you had for lunch today. <laughs> Correct. And then um, here's a little trick I'll I'll give to our, our readers. Um, and I did this. Uh, you know, for Brian, um, which is a lot of uh, people I don't think in hospitality know about this, but um, a lot of people in tech and startups and corporate know about this. There's a there are sites where you can have a, a page, a very brief page about yourself called about.me. Um, so on that page, um, people that use that try to find people. So, for example, um, a lot of people, holidays are coming up, Thanksgiving's coming up. Maybe they're looking for a bartender. Maybe they're looking for a bartender to help them just create a menu for a private party or for actually a bartender. And I've, I've actually spoken uh, to a couple of people about that this week that are not in the hospitality industry, that are in publishing tech and finance, and they've admitted to me that, you know, they'll they'll do a Google search or they'll go on to specific sites and they'll type in bartending, bartender, craft cocktails. Um, so a little trick that you can do is we actually have one for Brian, um, and it's very simple. It just says that um, he's a bartender. This is where he bartends. And um, you can just put your contact um, information down there as well. There's actually I've seen a, a couple of uh, bartenders, uh, brand ambassadors, and bar owners that have something there. So it's something super simple. It doesn't necessarily have to be LinkedIn. If you um, want to at least start your LinkedIn, you can set up a brief LinkedIn profile, and then you can actually list on LinkedIn your website, which would be the About Me page. Um, and that doesn't require a lot of work, but it, it at least get, it gets you out there so that, that people can find you. Um, and uh, oh, that brings up another great point, which mm-hmm. is claim your name on all these platforms. So, you know, Bartender Correct. Journey, you know, uh, you, you want to go out there and, and grab it on all of these platforms, whatever, you know, whether it's your name or you have a company name or, or just a, a nickname or whatever it is. And it's best, you know, like, cause I, um, oh, with Twitter, I'm Barkeep Tips, you know, and uh, I think Bartender Journey was already taken or something. So, you know, unfortunately my, my names within these different social media platforms is not consistent as, as, as consistent as it should be, which, which is a drag, you know? So, I mean, just go out there, grab your, you know, even if you never plan to use Snapchat, go grab your name and, um, and, you know, on Facebook too, if you want, if you want one of those pages, like we were talking about, that's not your personal page, another page, same thing. Like I had to do the, the bartender journey, uh, you know, so it's facebook.com slash the bartender journey. That's an easy one because you can just go to Facebook and go to the search page and, and it comes up, but you know, that's not, not ideal. That's not the one I wanted. And it was, wasn't available, you know? 
Correct. But I, I mean, and one thing to address that, since I actually ended up falling in the same mode, is if you do have your different social media accounts set up, you can often put um, links to your other one. So if somebody finds you, as an example, um, I'm on Twitter. If somebody wanted to go to my About Me page, I have a link there on my About Me page. It goes back to either Facebook or Bartender Journey. I tend to list Bartender Journey a lot because I run into a lot of bartenders. Um, so there is a way to, at least if you have accounts now, to put them all together. Um, the other thing I would also um, mention, and I know that uh, Brian and I had spoken about this too, is when you are doing your posts, and especially if you are doing it at a specific maybe event or maybe a cocktail with a specific brand, you do want to make certain to um, put in the brand as well as where you're working. And that's with the, the at sign and the hashtag sign if you, if you want to do that as well. Um, what I try to do is if I'm putting out up a cocktail, and I think it's a really great cocktail, um, I tend to like to list the, um, cock the name of the cocktail, um, whatever spirits being used, um, including the brand, the name of the bartender that made it for me, and the location that I'm at. In the world that we live in right now, there are, there are a ton of people I know that are cocktail enthusiasts, that are food enthusiasts, and when they see that picture, they will go to that bar and they will ask for that specific uh, cocktail. And I'm sure I, I believe Brian, you actually told me there are cocktails that you've made where in your own bar where guests will come over. And um, another one of your bartenders can make it, but they'll ask you specifically to make oh, it, yeah. Yeah, right? Correct. Right. <laughs> oh, it happens all the time, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, going back to what you just said about um, adding your uh, adding links to your social media, I think that's super important to uh, list your website, uh, especially like on your Twitter account. Like you know, so sometimes people follow me, and you know, I don't know if they're just doing it so that I notice them or if they're you know I want to know more about them. So I'll go to their Twitter page after they follow me and look for a link to their website. And uh, if there isn't one, like, I, okay, I don't know who this is, don't care. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I think it's super important to pick a website, whether it's, you know, your, if you have a domain like Bartender Journey or you, or you just have the About page or your Facebook page. I think it's important to pick one and just link that with all of your social media. Yeah, and, and actually the other thing that um, we – we should also mention, which which happened at uh, this past week, Bar Institute, um, is social media is really a platform for you to interact with people. But at the end of the day, it is, you know, hospitality and bartending especially is a one-to-one -one thing. So um, I was actually very um, happy that there were a lot of bartenders there that had networking cards that had business cards so that when they would run into people they would know and they'd say hey I work at this bar it's here's my card here's how you can it doesn't necessarily have to be your personal information it can just it can be your website it can be your about me page or it can be like this is where you can find me um, as uh, Brian I don't know Brian if, if you knew this or not um, since I'm personally undergoing um, a logo change for whiskey with me I had interim cards and a lot of people laughs because it, it, it actually states on the card um, you have this card because, and I wrote whiskey, because <laughs> yeah. every conversation I get has, has to do with whiskey, um, and it had um, my social media accounts, and, and actually at the bottom, which was a, a tip I picked up from someone else, it was, I had you met me at, and I literally just wrote in if I met them at a specific event, at one of the events, and sometimes we would go out that was to bars not related, I would write down the bar and the date where, because we, we do meet a lot of people. So. It's so smart. It's so smart. Yes. You know, I come home from Tales of the Cocktail with 
hundreds, like hundreds of business cards. I look at them like, no idea, no idea, no idea, no idea. Don't remember, don't remember. And, you know, but, you know, and I even, I'll write on the card myself, you know, but if the person handing you the card writes down where we met and and something that I think that's even more powerful. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, you know, that there were also some bartenders that did not have cards that didn't think that they should have cards. Um, But I do think it's important to have people um, be able to like remember you or be able be able to reach out to you because you never know if someone turns around and says, hey, I'm having a private event or, hey, I need someone to help out with this or writing a, a cocktail. And- this was from the Tales of the Cocktail Outline. So discover the next generation of cocktail enthusiasts. And then I added and encourage them. So I think, you know, if you have enthusiasts out there that are, you know, not professional bartenders, but they're, you know, interested in your drink or they, they tag your drink or they, you know, they said this was a great drink I had at so-and-so you know, encourage them and tell, you know, even offer to give them the recipe. Why not? You know, I learned years ago from somebody said, um, you know, if somebody likes your drink and they really, really like it, hand write it out for them and, and hand it to them. You know, it's really powerful. People love that, you know, and, and then, you know, you can't do that on social media, but you can, you can tweet them the recipe or however, you know, comment or whatever you want to do. You know, recipes are not, um, you can't, patent a recipe you can't um copyright a recipe and you there's no reason really to keep it secret <laughs> because you know um that's true then and then one of the one of the little tips that i that i actually learned from a couple of the bartenders at the barn too was sometimes they would uh, make a specific drink for someone or they tweak someone or they give them a recipe and then they just arbitrarily name the drink like Massandra or something <laughs> like that and then mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at the amount of people that will take a picture of that drink <laughs> Or that recipe and tweet and Instagram and out to their friends and just say that this is my drink. This is a drink that this bartender made for me. And mm-hmm. maybe you just added a garnish or you just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do yeah. that all the time. Yeah. When, uh, especially at events like weddings or something, you always get, you know, that young lady that comes up, I don't know what I want. You know, so I, may, I, you know, <laughs> okay. I, have, I have two or three different drinks that I make, you know, and, I, and uh, I always, you know, they're always like, wow, this is really good. What's it called? I said, I don't know. We need to come up with a name for it. What's your name? Uh, yeah, see, yeah, no, people people love that kind of thing. They love it. It's also yeah. a little flirty, which is fun. Yeah, but that's true. Um, so uh, yeah, we well, we said we were going to come back to the apps for bartenders. Um, we mentioned most of them already. Uh, Twitter, Bar Notes is the one that we mentioned earlier. Um, Trophy Cocktail is an interesting one. It's uh, it's all about um, it's sort of uh, you know cocktail porn. Um, supposed to be just pretty pictures of your of your um, drinks and. Uh, uh, our friend uh, Summer Jane Bell. Have you met her? No. She, she's uh, USBG from California, but uh, she, and um, she—that's uh, her app. Her, her and her husband made that. Um, Snapchat has a big question mark. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. Nico said two things that um, stood out to me in that seminar about Snapchat. Number one was it's a platform targeted at 14 year olds. You know, we're talking about liquor here. Do you really want to be involved with that? On the other hand, he said, if, you know, if you pick one of these platforms, whether it be trophy cocktails or Snapchat or whatever, and you, you own it, you know, and you, and that you, you just, you're number one, you know, cocktail guy on Snapchat. Hey, go for it. You know? Correct. Correct. And I guess my, my last point is too, is, is not just, uh, bartending and, and spirits, but there's also, um, I, I don't know if you know this, Brian, I'm actually a member of the Toklas Society, which is a, is a Toklas, T-O-K-L-A-S, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's for uh, women in hospitality. So that's anyone that's a bartender or restaurant owner or, or chef or, and, 
um, one of the things with that is um, if I were a professional bartender and they post, they'll post a lot of events or things that are they're happening and going on, and they'll say that we need somebody, you know, to do this. We need someone to bartend. We need someone to do pours. Um, so that's a, another thing to keep in mind. Not not just um, bartender, but but hospitality um, types where they might need somebody with your skill set. Um, I've actually, you know, since I don't, not clearly not at the level Brian's at, I've actually ended up doing pours for um, events. Uh, one of them was uh, whiskey fried in uh, Brooklyn, where I, I literally just wrote, just put me on something with whiskey. They gave me, you know, five minutes notice before they told me I was pouring Maker's Mark. Um, luckily for me, I had gone to the distillery, so even though <laughs> knew majority, a little something about it, <laughs> correct. Even though majority of the people just wanted their alcohol with their ticket, I I did get people that were specifically asking me about production and mash bill and how it compared. Um, so that was something that I had to, you know, be ready, be able to do. So it it, it was nice. One of the one of the brand ambassadors uh, next to me thought was was pretty impressed <laughs> with that. Yeah. So, yeah. so keep that in mind when you're you're adding yourself to groups. All right. Well, where are we? Let's wrap up. This is a long podcast. Yeah. Um, I guess the, uh, like I said in the beginning, it's up to you to make your own luck and uh, find your way in this in this funny world. But uh, there's so many more opportunities these days than there were even, you know, five or 10 years ago and uh, different ways to, to make a name for yourself. You know, I guess you, you could even start a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's enough now. There's enough cocktail podcasts now. When I started, that was pretty much the only one. <laughs> you, you were, but um, just um, just for everyone, live example, since all of you know that I'm working with Brian, um, I actually did bring in two of my social media specialist friends. And um, while we you know it's constantly evolving while working on uh, – like a lot of uh, Brian's social media profile himself, we, we did a lot of searches. We did bartending podcasts. We did searches on different – and um, happily, Brian came up a lot. Um, so hopefully we will have the page a little bit more streamlined in terms of there is – I found some press things about you, Brian. And I was like, wait, we have to put All this right. up. Um, really? put, yep, yes, yes, yes. So you are doing well with that. You are All doing right. well that. Okay. And if anybody's interested in, con- in contracting with Hazel to uh, help them out with all of these things, you're running a um, consulting business for bartenders now, right? Correct. I actually uh, one of uh, one of the great stories was uh, finding one of the listeners who got super excited <laughs> when he heard the word bartender journey, um, and he actually um, is a bartender who recently did just get um, a gig for a. A very good amount of money at a private event, um, and we were talking together about it. And um, I actually did make up a specific private event contract um, for him to use. And you know, the things that you just don't think about—it's not necessarily just what you're doing, but also uh, liabilities and things like that. Um, I'm very fortunate enough to uh, have a lawyer who also works with me and for um, Brian's uh, projects as well. So that—that that is something to keep in mind. Know what you're worth. Make certain you ask for what you're worth. Um, and make certain you're covered with a, a lot of things, but that can be just a, another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, another uh, uh, just one more platform I wanted to bring up when we were talking about um sort of holiday work or or temporary work or you know one off gigs. There's um a thing called Thumbtack, and you can put in um you know they they contract all kinds of things between you know painters or whatever, but um bartenders too. So you can put in um what you do and where you are and how far you'd like to travel, and uh, you'll get alerts on your phone. I get like ten of them a day. Uh, people looking for for one-off bartending gigs, and um, you know, unfortunately, I haven't booked any of them yet because I know what I'm worth, and I think I'm asking for too much money or what they 
perceive to be too much money. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to travel, you know, 45 miles away and, you know, to, for a four hour gig and ask for $20 an hour, you know, I'm asking for a hundred dollars an hour because that's what I believe it's worth, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if other people are bidding less or people are just freaked out by what I'm asking before, but, you know, I agree, uh, know what you're worth because, um, you know, you don't want you don't want to put yourself in a position where you, you know, you're, you, you may be, um, giving up a night at your regular bar to go do this gig, you know, so you got to make sure it's worth your while, you know? So if you, if you get a, if you don't get a response or you get a no, um, because you're asking for too much, I think that's better than getting a yes and un- underbidding yourself. Correct. You know, just, just to, um, go back to Brian's point, um, the, one of the, the people that I, I did work with, they, they are asking for over a hundred, but um, going back to the whole social media point, if, uh, if, you know, if they're, Mindset is there's a lot of bartenders out there and anybody can make these drinks. Um, it is important to have something that a, a client will look at and say, why should I hire you? Or um, I'll give everyone for the holidays, I'll give everyone a little uh, trick that I learned from actually one of the bartenders. Uh, we were talking about um, side gigs. Um, he actually got contracted to do um, drinks for a bachelorette party, but he didn't have to bartend. You know what he did? Right. He yeah. actually just made up a special drink named it after the bachelorette, um, put it in a very pretty bottle with like pretty ties over it. And um, he told me it was about, he he actually batched because they were okay with the batching. Um, Probably only about like an hour and a half, two hours of work. And I think that was a cool 750 right there for him. Yep. Yeah. That's Something to to consider. So know what you're worth. (laughs) That's it. All right. Great. Well, we'll leave it there. Know what you are. Know what you're worth and make yourself worth more. That's what, I think that's more what we're talking about. (laughs) All right, cool, Hazel. All right, you have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.